The right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. So what I just read is important because that is the 19th Amendment of the United States. Coincidentally, this is episode 19 for the Starting Sustainability Podcast. And since it is now November and it is voting season, I found this very fitting. I don't care who you vote for. It's just important that you go and vote. Okay, enough of the public service announcement. Let's go ahead and see what's been going on in my world this past week. It was Halloween this past Thursday. Halloween's my favorite holiday. It really is. And we had a blast. Well, as much as you could on a Thursday night when you have a one and a half year old, 30 degrees, and it is a blizzard outside. It was snowing with high gusts of winds. We bundled up with all of the clothing that we owned and went out and braved the weather. We still had a good time. It just kind of stunk because I had planned for all of us to be skeletons. We all had black t-shirts with the skeleton spine and ribs. On my husband's t-shirt, in his belly was beer. On my son's t-shirt, in his belly area, was candy corn and suckers. And on my t-shirt, in my belly area, was a little baby skeleton. I was very proud of myself. To come up with such a cute family Halloween costume idea. And since the weather was so terrible, we pretty much all bundled up and changed our costumes to kids from the movie The Polar Express. That was the only way that we were going to stay warm. And of course, the next day, the weather was perfect and beautiful, but by then, Halloween had passed and we are now on to November. Since my son is only a year and a half, we did not carve pumpkins. We had the plan to paint pumpkins, and then I never got paint. (laughs) So his pumpkin just sat there for decoration. But the good news is, remember I got it at Waterman's Farm, which is a a local farm where you can go and pick your own pumpkins. When we were on that farm tour, they said these are not carving pumpkins. The pumpkins that we grow here are actually baking pumpkins. Perfect. So I took his perfectly ripe, fine pumpkin, because we never carved it, never painted it, washed it, chopped it up, and I put it into a roasted vegetable medley. So I did reuse the pumpkin instead of just letting it rot and throwing it away. Changing gears just a little bit, I wanted to give you an update on my deodorant. I know you're all hanging on the edge of your seat from last week's podcast. Believe it or not, I do not have a rash, no itching, and no red bumps either. Woohoo! <laughs> I think I'm probably the most excited about that because it's my armpits. So I'm taking it that my previous deodorants must not have had any toxins, or if they did, I'm not having any detox reactions. I've continued using the all-natural deodorant twice a day, once in the morning, once at night before bed. No issues at all. The very strong tea tree smell, I'm getting used to it. Just think back, have you ever changed deodorants or changed the scent on your deodorant or even accidentally bought a different scent? And then for the next day or two, you keep smelling it, you keep smelling the new scent and you're like, who is that? Where is that coming from? Oh, wait, that's me. (laughs) I think I was just going through that phase. And my nose is really sensitive because of the pregnancy as well. 
once I use this up, I'm definitely going to go for a different scent. However, I'm still on the lookout for possibly a cheaper alternative. It is working. I do like it overall, but it is really pricey compared to the deodorant that I used to use. I will say I did test it out during a workout, and again, no B.O. It is a much better deodorant than it is an antiperspirant. I will notice that my arms feel sticky throughout the day, which is definitely annoying, but I'm kind of getting used to it at this point. I wonder if I use baby powder or something to help get rid of that stickiness. Maybe I will experiment with that. I just now had that thought. But as much as I hated the tea tree smell at first, nobody in my office, none of my coworkers have said anything to me. And my husband has also not said anything to me about my new smell. So I guess it's not all that bad. It's just very strong for me since my nose is literally inches from my armpit. Anyways, I think that's enough catch up. Let's move on to the topic of the day. I wrote out this topic for sustainable wedding ideas. I wrote this whole thing and then I realized actually a lot of these could be very beneficial for any major event like a graduation party, birthday party, retirement party, holiday parties. Those are coming up. So listen to this. Keep other ways that you could use this in mind. First of all, you're going to need paper items. Save the dates, invitations, thank you cards. Now, of course, you can always send out evites. Send out invitations via email or Facebook invite. But if you want to keep it formal and do a paper-based stationery, then I encourage you to look into plantable paper. This is recycled paper that has been used to make this new stationery, and it has seeds in it, and you can pick wildflowers, grass, herbs. It's really cool because once the recipients of your paper items no longer need them, like the event has passed or whatever, then they can take them and plant them. You plant the entire invitation and the paper that's in there will act as a nutrient source. And then your seeds will grow and turn into a beautiful plant. Great for the earth. Zero waste. The next item on the list I want to talk about is the registry. This is for weddings or for a baby shower or any other thing that you're going to need a registry for. Pick items that are eco-friendly. You can also forego the traditional registry and opt for a charitable donation. Or even if this is for your wedding, you can have guests register to pay for parts of your honeymoon, like different adventures or a night here or a dinner there. These are all really great eco-friendly options for your registry. Because I'm going to admit, when I got married and we went to Bed Bath & Beyond to register for items, they give you that little gun to go around and scan the barcodes of the items that you want you get trigger happy. We finished and had significantly more items than what we even wanted or needed. And I had to go back online and undo a lot of the items that I had registered for. All major events are going to need a venue. You're going to need a place to host them. I did touch base on this with the traveling episode, episode seven, where you can find hotels and different places to stay that have a very strong, sustainable focus. And even if the venue that you've picked does not advertise or is well known for being sustainable, just start asking questions like, do you have a recycling program? Do you have a compost program? What do you do with the leftover food? What do you do with the leftover decorations? Just by asking these questions, a lot of times the venues 
they will honor your wishes and they, they might say, oh, everything goes to the dump. And then you can say, what if I have the Salvation Army come in and pick up all the leftover decorations? Or what if I have a food pantry come over and pick up all the leftover foods? These are all different things that you can just bring up. And a lot of times they want your business, so they're going to please you. And you can get sustainable efforts put into place for your event. Keep in mind, your guests are going to have to get there. Transportation. If it's all at one place, said and done, maybe you can come up with a carpool or a shuttle. If it's multiple places, keep in mind walking distance. You could even go as crazy as having everybody ride bikes. <laughs> Just keep in mind who your guest population is and make sure that everybody is able to ride a bike. All events need decorations. This is easy to go sustainable, but you are going to have to be flexible. You can't say, I want this very specific one thing. It's going to be very hard to make that sustainable. One tip is to focus on natural items. Think of where your event is going to be held. If it's going to be near the beach, you could use seashells. If it's going to be in the mountains, like a mountain wedding, then you could use pine cones or flowers. Just think of the natural items that are already around you. These are free, and they're going to naturally biodegrade. Other ideas for decorations include getting mason jars and putting soy candles in there. Why soy? Because soy candles, once they melt, they actually double as a moisturizer. You can take that liquid wax, because it's not really the paraben wax, it's just soy wax, and you can put it on your hands or on your elbows and use it as moisturizer, so you get double use out of it and not so much waste. Focus on reutilizing baby jars. You can go to thrift stores and get all sorts of crazy things for decorations. And borrow items. For my wedding, we borrowed lights from everybody because I did not want to go and buy a whole bunch of lights, Christmas lights, for one day. It was so much easier to just borrow them and then give them back. Did you know that you can make confetti? You just use a hole punch and a leaf. Well, depending on how much confetti, you're going to need multiple leaves. But you can do this if it's for a birthday party. The crepe paper is also really nice because it can be compostable. Balloons, I don't have a solution for balloons. Just forego them. Come up with something else. The point is there are many, many options for decorations. You can go secondhand. You can borrow. You can make yourself. But please do have a plan for after your event on what you're going to do with all of these decorations. A lot of my decorations I just gave to the guests to take home because a lot of them were table centerpieces. That way they could take it home and put it on their table or on their fireplace mantle or gift it to somebody if they wanted to. Some places will donate leftover flowers to nursing homes. There are other things that you can do with these decorations other than throwing them in the trash. Oh yeah, another great idea is to use items that you already have or items that you need in your home anyways. For example, you could use lace curtains at an event as a nice backdrop, but then you could put them up on your windows. Chalkboards, if you have signs all around your house, but you can use those chalkboards to label things at the event, like where the restrooms are, which way the music is, things like that. Also, tablecloths, even artwork. I know a friend of mine, her son is obsessed with Batman and wants a Batman-themed birthday party. So she's taken a lot of the decorations literally out of his bedroom to bring out into the living room, which is the party area, to have Batman-themed stuff, and then turn around putting it back into his bedroom when the party is over. Think of ways that you can reutilize a lot of things that you already have or things that you need 
incorporate them into your event, and then after the event, you can keep them and use them permanently in your home. Another big topic for most events would be gifts and favors, especially at a wedding. You're going to need gifts for the bridal party. You're going to need favors for all of the guests. Some different parties will have swag bags. Just keep in mind that you're getting a sustainable package, like a paper bag, that you're going to be putting the items in, or even compostable wrapping paper that you'll be wrapping the items in. And then whatever your items are, think of what you can give. You could give away plants, seeds, herbs. You could even, in honor, donate money to charity or an organization of your choice. You could also probably give away some of your decorations as a gift afterwards. For all special events, you're going to need some clothing. Whether it's a costume party or something really formal like a wedding, you're going to have to find a special outfit. Keep in mind there are many programs where you can rent or even borrow. You can also reuse things that you already have. If you do need to buy stuff, try to buy something that you know that you will be end up using over and over again. And if it's a one-time deal like a wedding dress, I'm not really going to wear that over and over again. I actually borrowed mine and gave it back to the person who owned it. And then she lent it out to her cousin. So that wedding, And she bought it secondhand. So that wedding dress had seen multiple weddings. So that was good. But if it is something that you're not going to wear again, for example, a graduation gown. When I graduated high school, we were forced to buy our graduation gowns, which was silly because obviously we're only going to use those one time. If you know that you're not going to be wearing it again, then you can donate it. There was a program where you could donate your leftover gowns. That way, the next class, the following year, had an option to purchase one that was donated at a discount or maybe to borrow it. I don't really remember. I graduated a long time ago. Now, the last topic for debate is my favorite topic. This is going to be at every single event that you can think of. Food and beverages. Obviously, look for local food, a local brewery, local restaurant, local vineyard. If you're going to have drinks, try to not have straws at all. But if you do need a straw, like for mixed drinks that you need to be able to stir, you could have the wooden stir sticks available or at least the paper straws. I would focus on your food vessels, containers being real china. It doesn't have to be real china, but a real plate, glasses silverware, those are going to come with a cost and somebody's going to have to wash all of those afterwards. So depending on the size of your event, if it's like a small retirement party, yeah, you could get real coffee mugs. That's usually coffee and cake. So you could get real stuff there. But if it's going to be a big giant event and you don't want to pay for all of the real stuff, then at least opt for compostable stuff. I'm not going to lie. All this styrofoam stuff is definitely going to be the cheapest route to go. It's probably going to look a little bit tacky, and it's going to be absolutely terrible for the environment. So let's just compromise, meet in the middle, go for compostable items. And then this is also critical. Offer composting bins and have signage that's clear for people to understand what goes in the compost bin and then items that would go in a recycling bin and items that would then be left over that you can't do anything with that would go to the trash. And then think it through and have a plan for leftover food. Very rarely do people run out of food. They almost always have so much leftover because they are so afraid that people are going to go hungry and have humongous appetites. So they always go big on this. And that's okay. Just have a plan for all of your leftover foods. You can look into donating to a local shelter or a firehouse, police station. 
your next door neighbor, something, somebody, somewhere. Find a place that you can donate the leftover food. Partially related to the food and beverage category, tablecloths. It's very easy and cheap to get those plastic, multicolored tablecloths and you just throw them away afterward. But really, let's think about how many tables you're going to need and what else you could use instead of those tablecloths. You can get real tablecloths. Now you can buy all of those and then donate them. Another option is if you're a member of a church, a lot of times churches will have tablecloths for their banquets and events and you can borrow those. What I did at my wedding is I got bed sheets and nobody noticed <laughs> because you had it all tucked in underneath. So I just went to Goodwill and got a whole bunch of bed sheets and utilized those. I'm just saying to brainstorm and think outside the box a little bit and what else could you use. And I think that the cloth is definitely going to step it up on class over a plastic sheet. Those are all the major categories. There are millions of things that I have not thought of or mentioned yet in this podcast. If you have feedback, please let me know. You can go to the website startingsustainability.com and leave a comment. You can also go to the Facebook group, Starting Sustainability, leave a comment there or private message me. I love getting feedback from people. But I do want to reiterate one more time, please make sure if you're going to go through all of this effort to make this sustainable as possible, have compost bins, recycling bins available with signage, and have a plan for your leftovers. Not just leftover food, but decorations and everything else. Think it through. What is the guest experience going to be? And how can we make sure that they will never have to throw anything away at your event? And then make changes from there. I hope everybody found this extremely helpful for whatever event you are involved in. If it's something small like an office retirement party or something large like a wedding or even if you're in charge of a town festival, just think it through. How can we make this a little bit more sustainable? And then adjust your planning from there. I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of your week. I will actually be traveling for work. So I am headed to North Carolina for the next three days to go to our plant there and check things out and make sure everything's going all right. And hopefully the weather is a little bit nicer over there too. So thank you again, everybody, for listening. I hope to hear from you soon. And if you want show notes, you can always go to startingsustainability.com forward slash episode 19. Have a great one. Bye.